Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Wisden Cricket Weekly podcast. I'm Yaz Rana and this week I'm joined by the editor-in-chief of the Wisden Cricket Monthly magazine, Phil Walker, and cricket reporter at the Times and arguably the most knowledgeable person out there on the counter game, Lizzie Ammon. Welcome both. How are you both doing? Yeah, good morning, Yaz. Uh, n- nothing knowledgeable on my side. Uh, I appreciate that. It's absolutely <laughs> accurate though. It's fair. It's fair. Um, Lizzie, what's your moment of the week? Uh, out in the desert. Well, before the sandstorm and then the rain, but uh, the Jamie Smith and the partnership with Ollie Pope because it's another one in the eye for those who say sorry don't grow their own because there are two homegrown players getting plenty of runs. Well, James Smith got uh, 127 on first-class debut against a team led by Stuart Broad, an attack featuring Don Best, even Parry. Um, he made his T20 debut last year for sorry as a 17 year old scored loads of runs for England and 19s in the winter against Bangladesh um, yeah you're right sorry are very good at producing these young players <laughs> loads of them absolutely loads of them um, and they don't just buy they, they, I think sorry do smart business they've got a nice combination of uh, their own plus a, a few big names and uh, it's getting a bit boring that Surrey are always the ones, you know, accused of being the ones who poach everybody because I don't think they do. Yeah, it's a lazy assumption, (laughs) isn't it? And entirely inaccurate if you look at what's happened over the last three or four years. And just if you look at the last week as well, going back to Thursday, you had Will Jacks smashing 125 balls. Now, admittedly, it was on a bit of a postage stamp um, against Lancashire, but that Lancashire's first choice attack were bowling. Stephen Parry. Uh, who's who's played you know international T Twenty cricket was smashed for I think thirty seven thirty seven yeah, in the over, over. thirty seven and over from 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 Will Jacks who emerged last year made a hundred didn't he opening the batting in the fifty over stuff I think he's going to go a long way I've heard one or two people around Surrey say if Jason Roy is the most naturally talented 
uh, player that we've produced in the last decade, then Will Jacks might be the more complete player in the long run. And we've not even mentioned Ollie Pope, the veteran Ollie Pope at 21. Yeah. <laughs> we're 251. It has been now, hasn't it? <laughs> that was extraordinary innings. Um, I saw an interview with him after, uh, I think, Day's replay. He did say it was a bit of a road. It wasn't moving in the air or off the pitch for both team bowlers or spinners. But either way, 251 off 297 It's balls. also just false modesty yeah. as well. <laughs> Come on, he's just creamed 250. Yeah, it's good to see though, and obviously he had a peculiar uh, year last year. Um, you know, was was kind of a world beater at one point, and then was quite quickly jettisoned, I thought, by England really. And so it's a good sign going into this new year that uh, that you know, the key young talents are already already up for it and filling their boots. And another, um, well, former sorry young guy, uh, Dom Sibley, who's still only twenty three. He got 100 in that he's game as well. He's such a talent. Um, yeah, he's he is such a talent. Uh, he's got. A, I think that it's a really important year for Dom Sibley, actually, this year. Um, because uh, Warwickshire, there is a bit of a change in the guard, isn't there? There's, there's Some of the old guys have gone, Trot and Barker, and mm. Bell's injured for six weeks. There's a real opportunity at Warwickshire for people like Sibley and Sam Hain to really stamp their mark. Well, Dom Sibley ended last season in great form. He's now got 400 in his last four first-class games. Um, and against Hacks, not to be sniffed at, he's got those hundreds against the likes of Mohamed Abbas, mm. uh, Chris Jordan, Joffre Archer, now Morning Morkel, um, Matt, Matt Henry as well. Um, well, there's a he there's really does. He's one of the cleanest hitters of the ball in mm. the county game. It really, it, when it when he's got it, it goes a long way. It's quite quite an, uh, not a controversial move from Surrey to Warwickshire a couple of years ago, but it was not the most. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't totally amicable. I yeah. think is the way the, the way that you can put it. There are gaps in the England squad, in the England Test team. If he has, if he has a good start to the county championship summer, you think? I mean, that I think that's a theme of the a theme of the summer, isn't it? Really, that actually there really is an opportunity for top order batsmen to absolutely stick. And I, I think when it comes to selection, all bets are off. Actually, people who do put their hand up and have got five or six tons and those matches during the World Cup, seven matches, championship matches mm. on the bounce, if you get a lot of runs, you're definitely going to be discussed at selection, I think. Absolutely. Um, Phil, um, another young player who uh, was highly regarded a couple of years ago, it's been difficult for him in the last two years, is Hasib Hamid. You've spent some time talking to Paul Allett at Lancashire about what the next season holds for Hamid. Yeah, God, the curious case of Hasib Hamid. Um Firstly, I, I interviewed him two or three times in that, that golden summer um, of his when he was, what, 19, just turned 19, made 400s in, in a month in his first full summer um, as a Lancashire player. And at that point, he was very easily locatable, very available. He was on the end of a phone. He was doing interviews quite regularly. As I say, I spoke to him two or three times. And it became a real good story, good feel-good story around English cricket at the time. Um, he he kind of waltzed to the end of the season, got into the England squad, didn't play in Bangladesh, but then made his debut, of course, in India, and and immediately looked so like something slightly special. Virat Kohli, after the I think the his second fifty in the in his third Test match when he made it with a broken hand, unbeaten unbeaten fifty, very brave, courageous, and technically brilliant. Kohli in afterwards said, "We can see he's an exceptional talent as a captain. You can see." that there's, there's something special about an opponent and he has it and he will be an exceptional player in years to come. But he's not scored a run since. Since then, he's not scored a run. Uh, in two years, he's not scored a run. Now, I spoke to Paul Allett um, for the current issue of the magazine and, um, you know, Walt doesn't mince his words. Uh, he says, 
he said of Hasib, it's it's an ongoing mystery. We've tried everything, literally everything we've tried. Um, he said, not only is he a million miles away from England, this is a quote, verbatim quote, not only is he a million miles away from England, but he's hanging on by his fingertips at Lancashire. And he has six months left of his contract. Um, last year, he made, uh, well, across 18 completed innings, he had a higher score of 31 to average 9.4 as an opening bat. Lancashire, of course, went down um, on goal difference, if, if if you like, you know, level on points with knots, but went down, didn't get that bonus point, 27 runs short of that bonus point that would have kept them up in the last game of the season. Lancashire go down there into Division 2. Now, theoretically, you think with Hamid, if he does get a chance as well, and it's questionable whether he will start that four-day c- uh, campaign, in theory... Div 2 will be a slightly easier place to score runs. But in practice, Liz, and you've seen far too many games of Division 2 cricket, the ball's going to do a bit. The pitches are they produce, They are results pitches because you've got to win games in Division 2, draws and who used to you. And you get a real mix of the bowling, don't you? I mean, you get some... The kind of opening bowlers are always very good at the slightly less depth in the in the changes but it's not it's not that easy actually because the pitches are moving around all over the place teams are desperate to win um I don't know whether he gets in that 11 well indeed I just indeed. don't I how does he get into well, that you think kind of Alex Davis at the top of the order the whole time is back. Rob Jones is a decent player yeah, as well. I just could not sure he gets in there and and if he doesn't get in where does where does he go from there my only thought is that maybe he should move counties and go to a, a, a much smaller county where he probably would, out of sheer necessity, get a lot more cricket. Yeah, uh, and yet it is mysterious. You know, just to re-emphasise, he made comfortably uh, 1,200 runs in his first year in Division 1 and made 400s against four good attacks. He was the first Lancastrian to First Lancastrian to make yeah. twin hundreds in a Roses game. As well, second hundred in 120 balls against, you know, an international quality attack mm. in Yorkshire. It's got to be mental rather than technique, hasn't it? It's got to be. Yeah. I think, I think it's slightly technique. So when he did really well in India, right, um, he was really, the, the conditions there are so different to what you get in England. Uh, slow pitches against high quality spin. And he's got the technique for that. Even on those pitches, which were quite slow, he looked uh, uncomfortable against Yadav, mm. who, who is quick. But on those pitches, shouldn't be that... Um, uh, difficult for top class players to bat against. What I can't get in my head round is how he did so well in that county season before to, 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 to now. I mean, there is always an element of mm. you're new to the county scene and the bowlers haven't worked you out, isn't there? And then they very quickly do. Uh, the other thing I wonder is because he keeps breaking his fingers. Whether that's mm. that's you, he's trying to do something that doesn't make his he's get got a really hit. low yeah. hand, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, uh, it's a mystery. But yeah, I mean, it's a real. It would be a massive shame. If he just got lost to cricket, wouldn't it? Yeah, and the wider point about this, I suppose, is just how crushing cricket can be, how it can destroy uh, the most exquisite of talents. And we've seen it countless times before. The thing with Hamid, um, he comes from a... He comes from a from a tough area of Bolton. You know, he's a local hero up there. I remember when I spoke to him, he said... I said, you know, has your life changed since you started making a few runs and been talked about in England? He said, well, to be honest, they all knew me on my estate anyway. And that's his world. That's where he comes from. Um, Paul Allett made, alluded to quite an intense family environment that is pushing a collective dream, if you like, onto the kids' shoulders. Uh, and Allett also said, you know, look, there's no one who, play, who practices harder. 
no one no one trains harder than than Hasib, and they've almost come to the thought well maybe he's practicing too much mm, maybe and you need a break bit of time away yeah, yeah. Mm. You, this is it so Alec actually sent him to to New Zealand to to go and play some games in Wellington some kind of high-end grade club cricket games you know and he did okay he didn't do great again but possibly that they're not changes. the right conditions no, really. <laughs> but good for division two practice though so look it, everyone's fingers are crossed because it was such a good story two years ago and if it if if this were to collapse uh, then my word, I mean, you can't hang your hat on any story again, you know, because cricket is precarious at the best of times. But when you see a talent like that go through a kind of a, a bleak two years, then you do wonder, don't you? You, you wonder just, just what the game can do to you. Mm. you. It's this time of year, isn't it, when you go to meet all the media days and you see the squad photos and you see them all bright-eyed and full of hope and you think, oh, I don't know, how many of you are, how many of you are still going to be here by the end uh, of this? You know, yeah. it's, it's, you just think, oh, this, this is, this is a brutal time. game. This is the cricketers' time. March, you know, turn of the turn into March, April. This is the cricketers' time when you're about to break all records. When you haven't you haven't missed that first one. You haven't nicked off yet. You know you haven't broken down after two overs. This is the cricketers' time. It's when the stuff actually starts. This, this year, yeah, it as, 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 you, as you say, anyone who bats in the top three in county this cricket could well be opening a lot of a opportunity <laughs> this year. Uh, you know, and a slightly different shaped schedule um, uh, this season. And and. I don't know if that's adding a lot of pressure to these top order county championship batsmen because they know that there's no one else has shoved their hand up. So it could be you. I mean, it could be anyone from Daryl Mitchell to Daniel Bell Drummond to Jason Roy. It could be anyone, couldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, is there any other uh, young county critters who have a very big 2019 coming up for them? Yep. Uh, both Brookses, Henry and Harry, I think, yeah. um, are yeah. going to have big years and need to have big years. Um, I mean... Um, uh, the, uh, which way around is it? Henry, the first one. <laughs> it's just such an exciting talent. I mean, last year he really did just get everyone go, wow, blight me. Um, uh, yeah, big years for them. I think there's a couple of Worcestershire players who really are going to stamp them, you know, that, that we're going to see Pat Brown more. We are going to see more of Ed Barnard. And Pe- Pennington as well. And, and Dylan quick. Pennington, yeah. yeah um, you know, they're, they're, Worcestershire's such a lovely story, isn't it? Because they always say, <laughs> we've got a crop of them every year. You think, oh, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. Um, there's a couple of guys at Yorkshire, Matthew Fitcher, I think, uh, needs to have a big year because, uh, um, you know, you go from Wisdom Young Cricketer to not doing much and, uh, and uh, 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 yeah, big year for him. Uh, uh, another one is Daniel Bell Drummond that Kent, who just has never, never quite kicked on has he from he's done well in the white ball stuff yeah, but in the red ball just, he's really just, struggled he's one of those frustrating players you think wow there's such a you've got so much mm. talent what's going on um i think it's going to be a fascinating year of county cricket because there's there is so much talent about but there are a lot there are some fast bowlers about and we th- th- they will always be talked about and they'll always be needed for Ashes and for a South African winter tour, you know, uh, um, and they're there, aren't they? There's Gleason, Ollie Stone coming back to fitness, um, uh, Brooks, you know, and we watch them, and they are the people who excite us. They're the is, fast bowlers. Is Stone going to be fit? He's like, uh, on his way, is right. what is what Fabre okay. said. So I think it's it's not catastrophic, but you know, he needs to stay fit. That's the problem. It's all of them. All of them <laughs> seem to be getting injured. They do. I mean, it, you know, I don't think that that's a new phenomenon. I think fast bowlers have always got injured. I don't think they're injured more now. I think the thing that happens is that they get preemptive scans uh, that they never used to. So things are picked up earlier and they're therefore not played. So I don't know I don't know that anyone is to blame for fast you know, 
for fast bowlers mm. injuries. I think they've always had them. I think they just used to play with those back injuries that they don't now. Uh, just a bit more on Henry Brooks. Um, he's not actually played that much, but there's a lot of hype around him. Do you describe what he's like as a bowler? Is, is he is he raw pace? Is he? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he is rapid, <laughs> <laughs> but he's also quite smart. I think yeah, he's quite smart. It. He's quite smart with his skills. He's got some, a bit of variation. G- Giles he? said to me last year, um, and no doubt lots of people, but he said uh, he's extraordinarily mature for a kid of his age and he knows his game really, really well. Plus, yeah, as you say, he's got the natural components. Mm. You know, he's, he's tallish, he's quickish. Um, it is, a bit, like, it is a bit like Pat Brown, isn't it? Pat Brown, was for a young lad, he's very smart with the way he bowls and, 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 and learns very quickly about how to vary things in different formats. Um, it's massively, I don't know about YouTube, but I think it's massively exciting to have these young fast bowlers. Mm. They're the ones who get everybody talking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there have been other fast bowlers in recent years who have been talked about a lot, and then we've just not really seen them. So Tom Helms not played well. much. Zach Chappell, Sakeem Mahmood, George Garton. These guys have been really hyped in recent years. But well, George Garton made a glass, isn't he? Bless him. Mm, uh, he, yeah. He's another one who can't stay fit. Uh, there's obviously Gleeson, who's a bit older, but he's gone back home, as it were, to Lancashire, who weirdly missed him in the first place. But... Um, uh, and then obviously Ollie Stone but yeah, th- th- we can reel off probably seven or eight can't we who mm. are genuinely quick and that's the key yeah. that they are genuinely quick they're not medium fast fast medium on, on a good day they are they are legitimately quick bowlers these kids but then it's not a linear thing either you know you can be you can be sharp at 20 and then you've recalibrated you, your action your technique uh, to try and maybe protect yourself, give a degree of longevity yeah. to your career, and then you're a different different bowler. And the other thing is, even within a season, you know, you can you start off in April and you're quick, but mm. by the end of August, you're not anymore because you mm. can't go 100% for all three formats for the whole season. Um, I was speaking to Paul Nixon. Uh, I did a little interview in the paper um, where he was saying they've got a smaller squad at Leicestershire, so they have had to instill a massively new fitness regime because <laughs> otherwise they just won't they just won't get through the season. The amount of cricket there is, and they haven't got enough to play with for people to be injured. Yeah, uh, you can't get a more obvious um, and eloquent impression of the haves and have-nots of county cricket now than when you hear stories like that of small squads. Squads forced to bring through kids that aren't necessarily ready from the academy uh, and to spread the load as lightly as possible because, you know, you've got to try and keep these players on the park. And then you look at Surrey, and this is not to knock them, this is to admire them. They have now a a battery of quicks that they rotate Mm. and, you know, they're playing squad cricket now. Uh, One or two other counties are trying to get to that point. You know, Notts I can think of and and Warwickshire to a point, but Surrey have nailed it. They are one step ahead as they tend to be. But the flip side of that is that you hear about these these squads down down at the real roots of the game that are, you know, patched up and hanging in there. And you've got to worry about what it does to the cricketer, that they're not able, they're just not able to have the sufficient amount of uh, of rest and rehabilitation in between games and whether that just ruins them. Physically as much as mentally yeah. as well. Um, I'm going to ask for some predictions now. Uh, so first of all, uh, Lizzie first. I'm asking for a player who no one's talking about for the Ashes yet, but will either be in the England squad or will be talked about loads come that first Test match in August. Oh my word, that's really difficult. <laughs> that's really difficult. So you're not allowed to say any any of the names that people do tend to talk about in relation to this question. This yeah, is, so you're, this not, is you're tough, not you're Liz. not allowed you're not allowed to say James Vince, Jason Roy. This is everyone tough. talks about. Are you going to ask me the same question? Yeah, Dal Mitchell. Oh, 
Daryl Mitchell. There we go. Uh, Daryl Mitchell. Philly Buster for that for a few minutes. Yeah, Daryl <laughs> Mitchell. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't talk about him more. Um, uh, he is obviously. He, he, I'm probably not being entirely serious. I'm not sure <laughs> he's going to be top of the list when it comes to it. Um, but there is, and I genuinely think Ed Smith might is on board with this idea that that, that, that anybody, <laughs> anybody who scores runs will be up for discussion. I mean, mm. I just don't think he is going to ignore the fact that there are, you know, there are eight matches before they have to do selection. Mm. And if you get a lot of runs, then you're you're out you're at the table. Um, and I don't think it matters whether you're in Division Two or Division One. I don't think it matters what age you are. I don't think it matters whether you've been in the Lions. I mm. think James Taylor and Ed Smith will genuinely discuss everyone. I, I agree with you, but um, runs in county cricket. I don't think is much of an indication for how ready you are to face Cummins, Stark. I don't know that anything is. I know, but <laughs> I think I th- that's I th- the problem. But I think for that reason, I think they'll revert to a Jason Roy, who they know that who, who can uh, play in the big stadiums, in the limelight, against 90-mile-per-hour bowling, albeit against a different coloured ball in a different format. But I think for that reason, they, they are likely to ignore people who score loads of runs, potentially. Uh, possibly. I mean, they obviously have their lots of different indicators, and you know, we've mm. been talking to uh, them. We've all been talking to them about you know the scouting process, and it's not just about can you play the sweep shot, can you can they play the pull shot. It's mm. a whole different um, range of indicators. But you know, they've they've used them in the past, however many times they've picked an opener, and they haven't. That hasn't worked, has it? So I think I just think all bets are off, aren't they? Well, I'm cheating because I mentioned Jason Roy. Uh, yeah, I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> over to you, Phil. Does it have to be with the bat? No, it can be with the ball. Okay, well, I'm going to throw Matt Parkinson at you then. Matt Parkinson with a bit missing out of his chin. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's like a sort of council estate flint off. I love him. (laughs) Um, All right, obvious caveat. He's not played very much first-class cricket. Uh, That really doesn't matter. But then, exactly, Adil Rashid wasn't playing last year and then was given the gig. Um, There is something potentially very special about Matt Parkinson. Going back to the Paul Allett chat that I had, he said, look, he's already our most important one-day player. And he's, what, 20... 21, 22, yeah. yeah. So he's already shown that he, that he has, the, has the, the temperament to, to deal with the white ball pressures of, of you know, fronting up Lancashire's good one-day campaigns. Um, Allett said, look, we're desperate to get him, get him more four-day cricket, but you know, the schedules are against us, traditionally, as we know. Uh, and the pitches are not necessarily conducive for risk spin, especially up in the northwest. Blah blah blah. However, this year by mm. accident, we have a we have a system, a, a structure that might actually encourage um, wrist spinners and finger spinners uh, to bowl in the height of summer for what four or five weeks before that first Ashes Test match. Now, the nature of spin bowling is that you can be nowhere in June and very much a part of people's thinking a few weeks later. You know, you can. You can just demolish a side out of nowhere and suddenly you're a part of the conversation. Um, it will probably be too early for Parkinson, but the way that England set themselves up in Test cricket allows for a Rashid-like fantasy mm. player or a Sam Curran. Because of all the rounders, you're allowed like one of, exactly, luxury player. Because of the versatility elsewhere in the side, it allows for that. Now, it might be Rashid, but... You know, the last test match Rashid played in Barbados didn't go especially well. And, you know, he's so important to their one-day stuff that I wouldn't be surprised, and I've said this to you before, Yaz, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Rashid play another test match. Mm. Um, no, I think you're absolutely right. He has as many bad tests as he has 
good test. In fact, yeah. more probably, yeah. doesn't he? And you get the sense that Root doesn't totally trust oh, 100%, 100%. 100%. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Which I find odd because, as I say, you are allowed to use this player as a partnership breaker. You know, as a golden arm, even yeah. though in theory he's part of the the five the five pronged attack. Oh, sorry, Parkinson on, could slip into that situation. On Parkinson, uh, hypothetical: if Adil Rashid uh, gets a gets injured today and is out of the World Cup, England needs to replace him. Who would they replace him with? Well, probably Liam Dawson. Mm. But, but that's but, so, it's totally a different sure, bowler. Sure, um, sure. But Parkinson, Parkinson, you would think would be next in line. I mean, we saw him. You know, especially in the televised T20 games, um, and like I'm pretending that I went up to the whole Trafford to watch some someone's <laughs> live. You know, when I saw him on the telly, let's be honest, when I saw him on the TV in those t- t- T20 games, um, he had all the components of a top quality one day bowler. He had he had a he had a bit of spunk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in your face. He was up front. He turned it a long way and he beat you in the air. And you can't really ask for that much more mm. um, when you're bowling 24 deliveries and everyone's trying to hit you out the park. I watched him in a championship match. Do you know him, Liz? I do know him, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, uh, I watched him in a championship match at Old Trafford against Somerset quite early in the season last year um, where the pitch was... I mean, there was it was offering absolutely nothing for yeah. the spinners. And I was really impressed with how he just kept... Go- you know, he stuck to his job. He was getting nothing. He was getting a bit of tap. But he just kept going. And the occasional ball would just, you know... And you think, well, there's definitely something there. Um, you know, even Marcus, Marcus, Marcus just got it. Took him a bit to the cleaners, but he would do, wouldn't he? And and but I think we've got to be brave with our uh, with our uh, leggies, haven't we? Yeah, indeed, indeed. And you never know uh, until you throw them in. You know, look, this may well be too early. You've mm. asked me for a left field, so I've I've, I've summoned one for you. Um, but, yeah, we don't want another Simon Carrigan on our hands, do no, we? No, no, indeed, we don't. indeed. Uh, uh, j- just just with the bat. Look, I find it very difficult to look outside of the, the names that have already been mentioned. Um, I will throw two more into the mix just for the hell of it, really. Joe Clark, of course, who's now moving yeah. to Knotts. He'll probably be batting three, if not four, for Knotts. Um, he looks to me, and I saw him get a brilliant hundred here a year or two ago. He looks to me like the technician that they're crying out for. Now, I know he tends to not necessarily recognised as a kind of number three, um, but I think that he has the technique to, to play there. I don't know exactly where Knotts are lining him up, but it'd be very interesting to see how he goes now at a bigger club. Um, And the other one is Dan Lawrence as well. Now, Dan Lawrence, you know, had a poor year last year when a lot of people would have been sitting in situations like this in March saying, do you know what? Mm. A good year for Lawrence um, in in first-class cricket, less so in one-day cricket. Uh, And then he really is part of the part of that conversation and it didn't really work out for him it didn't quite get going for Essex as a, as a club they didn't score runs collectively obviously nowhere near like they had the year before when they won it uh, but Lawrence is an interesting cricketer um, it's one of these odd ones with Lawrence that if he'd, he'd been given a lot of chances in one day cricket and every now and then you see that he's, he's smashed an 80 and 50 balls but he's not got the weight of runs in one day cricket to propel himself more into the conversation in four day cricket it's it, Often it works like that. That even though you're looking for a test player, you'll identify him through coloured clothing as well a little bit. And 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 Lawrence is one of these. He's a streaky player as well. So if he gets going this year, um, then then I can see that he possibly could creep into the reckoning. Not necessarily for an Ashes mm. birth, but for a, for a sixteen for South Africa next next winter. Well, he was a, a, a massive part of Essex's county championship win in twenty seventeen as a teenager. Well, he made one hundred and forty in the first game against Lancashire, and I watched that with my old man actually, and we watched it for two days um, over 
over a bank holiday. Was that weekend. the one that saved the game? Saved the game. Yeah. Bad for ten hours against against Jimmy and um, one or two others as well. And uh, it wasn't just Jimmy bowling. That would have been weird and also not possible. Um, he bad for ten hours, you know, and he's got all the shots, but he's also he's also got that kind of temperament in his locker as well. He made a brilliant hundred, of course, here as a seventeen-year-old, hundred and fifty in his second game. So he's got something unusual about him and he's only what 21 22 maybe 23 tops right okay there you go so so yeah these players they can they can bolt from nowhere and and he's another one that possibly at a push you can see him coming into the mix uh okay so 20 seconds each who's going to win the county championship starting with lizzie nottinghamshire oh come on why quickly well zach chapel they have got a lot a lot of depth. Is he, they've got the England Lions squad. They basically <laughs> have, haven't they? I mean, I, I, it's going to be a real challenge to get into that that yeah. first eleven, particularly at the top of the order. You know, Ben Duckett, Ben Slater, Clark, um, plus the bowling lineup because they're going to have Broad for a lot of it. Mm. They've got Zach Chapel. Um, I, I think they've got some. I think they've got a real. Uh, they've got James Patterson, obviously, haven't they? For that and. We we see James Patterson is rapid at the beginning of the season, perhaps not so much by the end of the season, which is good news for the Ashes if he's in it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think uh, uh, Nottinghamshire will. Uh, it'll be sorry, but I'm going to say Nottinghamshire. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, well, it's hard to look past them, isn't it? Sorry, uh, they kind of have a blanket ban on on words like legacy and dynasty round here these days. But and look, I'm no sorry fan. You know, I'm not, I don't carry that card at all. But uh, I've watched a lot of them and it's hard to see past them. And it's what I was talking about earlier. It's this kind of bench strength thing that they've got going. You know, they've got seven or eight quicks, all of whom can do a job. Um, Batty might play a four-day game, but probably won't. Verdi played nicely last year as a kind of big year for him, I think. Verdi, I think so, yeah. There might be an issue there. Can they get enough results again with still a developing spin bowler? They were very reliant on uh, Ricky Clark and Morning Walker. For and Morkel, yeah. Well, Morkel was just too good. He's too good for, for was, county cricket. Yeah. But for a 33-year-old pace bowler, you, you think there'll be a cliff that he falls off at some point? Well, or he, or he gets injured. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and then it changes the whole dynamic, exactly. doesn't it? It's, 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 yeah. very, it's very hard, I think, to retain any, any uh, league title in any sport. Uh, so for that reason, I, I think I mean, it's really hard in the county championships. I mean, the number of times we see team, teams yeah. go from title winners to relegated exactly. or promoted, you know, promoted to champions. See it's, it all it's, the time. But doing back to back is, uh, it, yeah, is, it, uh, it rarely happens. I, I, I think Essex, uh, they're my favourites. I think they've got Cook for the entire year. He's going to score so there's, many runs. The bowling that I've got, yeah, uh, the it. bowling that that's I it. think I think they're just not caught enough depth in the bowling at Essex. If Port has another good season, uh, Simon Harmer, obviously, Sam, mm. P- Sam Cook's a good bowler. Um, who I they think got, everything obviously? fell into place in that year, though. Yeah, it did. Everything was just perfectly paced for them that year. The batsmen were in form. They won that, that arse nipper against Middlesex right at the death. Uh, I just feel, as Lizzie's bang on, you know, they've got some good seamers, but I don't feel like they've got enough depth in the seam bowling attack to, to take 20 wickets. What? Eight nine times as you need to to win mm. the thing. I think but we'll see. I think, Warwick, I think Warwickshire will be banging banging on mm. the door. They seem to have g- got through that bit where they were all too old <laughs> and were terrible, um, and and now have they really have got a pretty balanced side in terms of youth and experience. A lot of talent. They've got good seam bowlers, and they've got the gu- the young guys at the top who should 
and this is their year to make some, you know, Hain, Sibley, they've got to make some Rhodes runs. as well. Rhodes, yeah. yeah, they've got to make some runs, but I think that the, actually with the... With the uh, bell missing no trot, I think young players do tend to then step up and take the responsibility mm. when there isn't a senior guy. They're doing it for them. I think they'll be um, they'll be knocking on the door and Somerset will finish third because yeah, they always finish near the top <laughs> and are forever the bridesmaid. And we always write about it and we always say this is their year and then as soon as we go to press, they lose three on the spin. Yeah, it never is. Time after time. James Hildreth for England? Oh, bless Oh, him. I wish. Um... Okay, well, cheers for that. Um, Pleasure. The, the, the IPL started this week, and it's on TV. Um, it's on BT Sport. Uh, I must admit, it's taken me a while to get into the IPL, but watching it uh, this year and last year, I can't help be enthused by, by how uh, involved and how energetic the crowds are. Um, and actually, it's such a such a high standard of cricket. Um, I mentioned it on last week's pod, but we've got a quite frankly ridiculous prize that we're giving away alongside Kingfisher Beer. The prize is two tickets to an RCB game at the IPL on May the 4th, two return flights to India, 500 quid spending money and a stay in a five-star hotel. To enter, go on wizen.com and then from the play and win drop-down menu, click on competitions and then you'll have to answer one question to enter the competition. Um, that, that is a, a stonker. It's a ridiculous prize. Yeah. Heck of a prize. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, Liz, if you won it, you might actually be persuaded <laughs> that there's something to watch out there. Well, if, it, if it wasn't in county season, I'd go. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not picking that over, you know, Wanted Road. It's tedious, but everyone on Twitter was talking about it. The um, the Mancad incident, uh, Ravi Ashwin uh, knocking the bells off when Josh Butler went wandering out of his crease. Do either of you have an opinion on that at all? Go on, Lizzie. I struggle to have an opinion because I just don't care. Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, we're back to the perennial problem here is, you know, if something's in the laws, it's in the laws. Mm. And then we have this slightly weird cricket. I mean, it's cricket's pomposity, isn't it? You're allowed to do that, but we don't want you to do that. And we're going to get a bit cross with you if you do that. And we're back to what does the spirit of cricket actually mean and how does it sit with the laws and... It's quite boring, isn't so, it? So, the, so the MCC... Look, look, I came to this quite late. It happened Monday evening, UK yeah. time. I was having a lovely evening with some, some cricket writers, which we might come to later on. If you did want my moment of the, of the week, it's up to you. I, yes. I, I will ask you. All right, just keeping me, keeping me fresh. Fine. Um, and it happened, and there was just a collective sigh as we, we kind of dragged ourselves to confect an opinion on it. Um what what I guess has been quite amusing is what's happened with the MCC, yeah. right? So, you know, the, the the arbiters, the custodians of the laws, and don't call them rules, whatever you do, don't call them rules. Uh, and their first statement from Fraser Stewart, who is the, the, the kind of the, the, the head honcho of the laws, right? The lawmaker, uh, the highest power in the land, uh, declared basically that Ashwin was within his rights. It was within his law, w- within the laws, um, and we should all just kind of grow, grow a pair, and get on with it. And um, then a day or two Butler later, should, and Butler should have been in his ground. Was pretty, pretty much ground. what they concluded. A day or two later, after quote extensively, you know, rewatching yeah, the footage. I spoke, I spoke to him yesterday. Uh, after uh, uh, after reviewing it extensively, we concluded that it was very uh, definitely not in the spirit of the game. Pardon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and there's two things for it. One. Don't don't worry about the spirit of the game. Don't wade into that kind of hoary old debate. Don't worry about that. You you have the the overarching power of being the lawmakers. So let let Twitter, in its infinite genius, discuss spirits Realize of crickets and all that yeah, kind yeah. of nonsense. Um, and you just you stick to the laws here, folks. The other thing, maybe extensively looked at, 
you just had to look at it once to realise that Butler's not taking the mick. Uh, Ashwin's overstepped it a little bit. He's he's trying he's trying to pick his pocket. But you, but and and you know, on balance, clearly, uh, Butler's not trying to pull a fast one. And uh, it's harsh. But, the blow's got to go really for simple. it. So I'm all for mancads. I think that if you're, you know, it's, it's yeah, but when you easiest... when you're in your coil, when you no, when you're about to, to deliver, it, I'll get to it. But it, I'm all for mancads because, uh, in, particularly in T20 games. Uh, there's so many runouts that are so tight, and it's a matter of millimeters whether they're in or out. And it's the most preventable dismissal in cricket from a batsman point of view. Just stay in your ground. Um, but in this case, Butler was in his ground. Ashwin, well, he, he was basically almost the entire way through his action. Then stops, waits for Butler to leave the crease, then takes the bail off. That in the laws is not allowed. Um, the yeah. laws say bowlers at all levels will be able to run out the non-striker up to the instant at which they would be expected to deliver the ball. He was expected to have delivered the ball in that case. So I think it's quite simple. None of this spirit of cricket it, stuff. It wasn't a good look. Was yeah. it? it just wasn't a good look for Ashwin because it looked ridiculous. Indeed. It when, looked when, when your arm is vertical and your wrist is cocked and the bloke's bat is still in his ground... That's all you need to see. That just that one clip, that one image, that one still is all you need to see. Although to... Butler has got form for being a little sure, bit dozy and not watching the mm. bowler. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it wasn't a good look from Butler that it took him so long to realise what had happened. He took a couple more strides, turned around, was like, "Oh, where's the ball gone?" Yeah, but but okay, what happened after Ashwin didn't release it? Butler took about half a, half a minute to realise. Oh, well, I thought he was meant to do a bowl at that point. Sure, but. At the point at which Ashwin, by any reasonable measure, is about to let go of that ball, Butler has not done anything wrong. No. Um, no. All right, he's reacted with a degree of, of casualness. That's probably fair, but <laughs> but that's irrelevant because once Ashwin is there about to let go of the ball, that's when the play begins uh, and that's when Butler's been harshly dealt with. I thought you said he didn't have an opinion I on I don't, this. but you know, you, you've <laughs> asked me to have one, haven't you? So, I do think <laughs> what it does do is uh, open the door for them to just do this to, you know Butler is just going to be an absolute <laughs> mancad target isn't it they're just everyone's going to go he's a bit dozy wanders out of his crease let's whip the bales off the first off. ever mancad candidate yeah. also you know such is the sort of granular aspect of cricket these days that you're going to get as, as you see right at the end of games you see non-striking batsmen running with the bowler yeah you're going to see that happening a lot now, I think. It's just inevitable. As you're talking, it's a game now of millimetres, not 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 inches. Uh, and so, you, rather than just sort of absentmindedly waiting with your bat trickling there and then trying to get some momentum as a non-striking runner, now you're going to, increasingly, I reckon, you're going to find batsmen running from behind the umpire, timing it perfectly. So as the bowler's about to release, you're already propelling yourself down the pitch. There you go. There's another point I've, for I've you. I've done that in club cricket for years. It, it, well, there you, it, there it, you go. You're better off not from a standing start. Yeah, aren't you? exactly. exactly. Um, but <laughs> essentially, every time it happens, we get days and days and days of moralising and it's really boring. Yeah. So I, I, don't like, I don't like the moral aspects it's of it. It's really so like, boring. Loads of England players took to Twitter to condemn Oh, and county players like, going, oh, it just makes you an yeah. average bloke. Well, maybe it does. But I just kind of think, okay, if you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, you know, it, it just con con confecting some kind of ethical stance about a, 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 another person on the back of whether they've they've mancadded a bloke half a second too late or too early. We have to sometimes wonder about cricket's uh, ability to look 
into its own navel and forget that there is another world out there sometimes. And be quite sanctimonious. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. you it's, know, it's, it's we're not, isn't the only sport that's sanctimonious. Rugby and, no, go- but, rugby but, but, and golf nailed sure. it as well. But the difference is... Cricket's rug- great. <laughs> rugby and golf don't have an actual written down bit at the beginning of their laws that says... You must be a decent bloke, which is essentially <laughs> what ours does, which is just weird. Yeah, yeah, bang on. I mean, you. I just kind of think cricket reflect cricket reflects society. Mm-hmm. Some people are decent blokes and some people are not mm. decent blokes. I'll tell you what, you, you couldn't put it better. Let's talk about some bats and balls, you know, which is the kind of the point of this thing in the first place. Well, right? well, well the bat that um, I was most in awe of this week was, was Andre Russell's. Um, he hit, in two matches, 97 off 36 balls combined. His first innings, 49 off 19, helped. The Calcutta Knight Riders hit 65 in the last 27 balls to beat the Sunrise Hyderabad. That was an amazing innings. I wasn't... Uh, as I said, I'm, I've never been a huge IPL fan, but when, when you watch things like that, it's quite hard not to be. Well, b- believe it or not, I am a, a total IPL convert. Um, I've I've covered it quite a lot in the last two or three years, and I've done some commentary on it. So you know, sort of forced to get into it initially, and then then discovered that paid I was, to uh, like it. Yeah, and then discovered that I genuinely did and was properly engaged. It certainly helped. Is so high. It certainly helped that the English uh, contingent. Mm. Um, are now embedded in the in the whole show, and they weren't, of course, famously, mm. you know, um, up until the last couple of years, uh, you know. And I'd be a liar if I said I wasn't watching to see primarily how the England boys. Are yeah, I mean, on. so I, I I'm pretty nailed on with Rajasthan. Yeah, I, think, I, think I think love that kit. <laughs> I do love that. Great I love kit. that great kit. kit. But also, it is genuinely quite exciting to see the Smith Stokes Butler mm. element within the same team, which I. I just find I know it's the way that world that world sport is these days, but I find it really, really odd that your best muddies with with your arm around each other, laughing and joking one minute, and the next minute, two months later, you're in an ashes, well, calling each other all the names yeah. under the sun. And you're that, I just find it really weird. that should be a positive thing because it should be breaking down those kinds of barriers that exist between you know high end Australian Test cricketers and high end English Test cricketers and so on. It should be a good thing, I think, ultimately that they is bringing a kind of fraternal element to the whole show I don't know if in reality that plays Mo- out it's certainly not quite weird between, you know when, when Warner, England, Warner and Bess yeah. they were batting together I was going that's just a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> not these their conversations mid pitch well, <laughs> but I mean I'm with you What I, I love watching the IPL and I get into it when I'm watching a match my problem with it is the next day I can't remember who won yeah, and I'm not sure I care. But is that yeah. a pro- is that a problem though? Because <laughs> no, it's when not, you're watching it, you do actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I'm just not emotionally invested yeah. in it in the way that I am with a ca- with county cricket. We, we we have a question on on the twitters. We we do we do uh, from a chap called Harry Sutton. Um, uh, what's he asks? Yeah, will Sam Curran play another match for Kings Eleven Punjab? Uh, and if not, is there an easier way to earn a mill? I think that's quite harsh. Uh, Sam and Curran earned that money by doing really well for England and being player of the series for England against India, the number one ranked team in the world, is quite hard. And that's probably how he earned the contract. Should he have got that contract that we talked about last week? Probably not. Um, and he was dropped after one game after going at 13 and over. Well, I know, but I like the fact that he got an IPL contract off the back of Red Bull cricket, don't you? I just yeah. really, I really like that. If you, if you have a good afternoon against in India, then you're fine. You're, you're sorted for life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so do I. I like that idea too, but I'm questioning the logic of the Kings oh, there's absolutely no, But there is no... I watched... And I'm a bit behind the curve here, but I have just watched the Netflix Mumbai Indians. Um, it's a five-part documentary, isn't it? And the uh, the IPL is madness. <laughs> it's just madness in terms of the amounts of money and the pressure. By the end of the 
documentary. I wanted to give Mahela a hug because he. This was the year Mumbai last year when Mumbai didn't do very well at all, and he just looked like the pressure on that six two month period was greater than he'd ever had mm. in his international career. He looked like he was going to cry. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, elsewhere, Australia three 0 up in an ODI series against Pakistan. Uh, neither team is full strength really. They're basically testing out te- uh, players who might be on the fringes of that 15-man World Cup squad. Umar Akmal's back. He is back, yeah. Um, My all-time favourite. L- looks out of place playing international cricket in 2019. He's not old. Uh, he's just really unfit. He looks really, he really struggles to get around in the field. Aaron Finch, Finch has scored 359 runs from the first three games. He's done very well. Yeah, they're bubbling away quite nicely suddenly, aren't they, Australia? Yeah, but yeah, uh, and it does it not make you slightly wonder whether Smith is in that best 15. I think it's a fair, fair point um, it, with Kawaja I, I mean, doing I, well. Really? Mark. I suspect he probably will be, but there is there is genuinely a question. Is there? I think. And I think they'll, th- I think they'll talk about it. I, I, I think, think they'll, they'll take him. I don't, I don't think he's a guaranteed uh, starting 11, though. Peter Catcombs, or whatever he's called. Hanscombs, he's in great form. And yeah, also, I mean, I, you know, in your best Australian... scene of him, don't, don't equal <laughs> half of Steve Smith, surely. No, well, but... Uh, apart from Smith, got to actually get some runs because you know he hasn't played cricket for a year if if Smith has an average IPL I think that he will still go to the World Cup but I don't think he's guaranteed to be in the first 11 at all because these guys have done really well for them recently albeit albeit on quite different pitches I'll I'll bet I'll bet everything I've ever ever earned and my whole house that Steve Smith will play every single minute of Australia's World Cup campaign Every single minute. Are I'm you sure absolutely it's... sure you want to put that on? Well, I don't own a house. I used to. I don't need to go down that road. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure that he's you know more I mean. likely this is to. Going, you know, this is going out public. I've know? got lots. Of, I've got lots of back copies of all out cricket and Wisden Green Monthly, and I will bet all of them that Steve Smith plays every minute. I'm sure that's the most no, likely outcome. Likely, but I do think it is. It's it not is, guaranteed. No, I think there will be a, a discussion. Mm. Um, it's been, as I said, the pitches are so different to what they'll have at the World Cup. They're so slow that all these runs are finished. It's great that he's in form for Australia, but it's alien conditions to what they can get in the World Cup. Um, Pakistan, fair play to them, have picked an 18-year-old Mohammed Hussain off the back of a good PSL. Um, he is quick. I don't think he's very good, though. Um, <laughs> can I just... <laughs> oh, right, off an 18-year-old. How amazing was it that Shane Watson was player of the yeah, tournament? Yeah, amazing, I just it? loved that. On the same team as his name. Um, and, yeah, he's he's got he's got, good, he's got pace, but, but hasn't quite got the control, really, you think, for, for international cricket just yet. But fair play to Pakistan for thinking, well, he, he could be really good and taking a punt on him. Um He's got, he's got quite a questionable action, I'm afraid. Um, right, so you him off and called him a cheat. I'm not. He's not a cheat. He's not a cheat. Um, it's not a cheat at all. But um, well, well, yeah, you heard it yeah. here first. Yeah. Time. Um, England's women have completed their tour to Asia. They ten on the bounce. Ten, ten in a row. Perfect ten by yeah. Henry Cowan's media release. I saw this Wait, morning. It's not quite a perfect ten because they lost a couple before the, the that ten period. Perfect that ten mean, in a row. Ten, then. ten, ten, ten in, in a row. row yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone's been in the runs of the Sri Lanka series uh, today. Wyatt Jones, Beaumont, and Skiver all passed. Jones 40. has been in the runs pretty much yeah. every match, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah she won the uh, MV- MVP. MVP didn't she? she did, she did. And and I think it's really great because she's had to wait. I mean, there was no one getting in that side beyond mm. past Taylor Taylor, was there? It didn't matter how good you were, really. 
she's had to wait she's had to grasp her opportunity she's been in and out of the side she's been up and down the order it's been really difficult for her and I'm sure she wouldn't have wanted her opportunity to come in quite in the circumstances to do mm. with Sarah Taylor's anxiety on us but she's there and she's got it and it, you have to wonder at what point Sarah stops being first choice oh. I know I know sorry <laughs> but you you know she if she's missing quite a lot through no fault of her own at what point does she stop being the you, first? You can fit both of them in, though. No, you can. Both but, of them but, get in the but team. But if you look at Amy Jones's record when she's keeping and when she's not, it's vastly different. Uh, is that not because she's kept more recently since was Sarah playing less than she oh, was before? Maybe, and that she's a better player. But yeah, yeah. I, it is an interesting one. Well, she's uh, displaced that uh, Wyatt-Beaumont combination at the top. Today she opened with Beaumont batting three. So she's... Yeah, she's uh, the runs are doing the talking. Uh, Freya Davies, shout out to her. She uh, was arguably picked the balls today, made her debut early in the series, and took the wicket of the Shrine captain Shamari Atapatu. Um, sh- Shall we finish with Nigeria? The Nigerian under nineteen. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, obviously, why not? <laughs> it's all been building to that. Um, seriously, have you, have you not seen the video? No. Uh, it's an amazing video. I think it's on the IC Twitter. Um, so it's Nigeria have qualified oh, for have. the under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nigeria have qualified for the uh, the next year's Under-19 World Cup uh, by beating Sierra Leone by two wickets. Um, there's an amazing video of the Nigerians celebrating their winning runs by the team running onto the pitch. And they're, they're quite emotional, um, and understandably so. It's an, I don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing it's the first time Nigeria have qualified for that tournament. It's not as if... Uh, I looked at a couple of their scorecards. It's not as if they've got a couple of like standout players who drag them there. They've got their own the team effort. Um, I, w- I worry how they'll do against some of the bigger countries, but isn't it's that all right, great mate. for Don't Nigerian sweat the small cricket? Stuff. Yes. <laughs> isn't it great for Nigerian cricket? Yeah, um, yeah. looking forward to that one. Um, <laughs> Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome. Phil, thanks for coming on. Yeah, pleasure. If you're listening for the first time, make sure you subscribe and share it online as much as possible. See you next week. Next time I'm on, I'm going to do two moments. Sports Social Podcast Network.